So last week, 247 Sports posted to their Instagram their list of the top 10 coaches in college basketball. And Hubert Davis was on that. And I completely disagree with that decision. Yeah, I really do. I'll explain it on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, May 31st. Oh, thank goodness, May 31st, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, beat writer for Sports Illustrated's All Tar Heels website. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available everywhere you get podcasts. So no reason to not subscribe right now anywhere you get them. If you're watching the show, go ahead and hit subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, please smash that like button so we know that you are here and go ahead and leave a comment while we're talking as well. Very seriously, a couple pieces of housekeeping. Thank goodness it is the last day of May. I hate this month because my allergies are awful and like clockwork, as soon as it turns to June 1 tomorrow, I should be good. But Today, right now, I feel absolutely miserable. Come on, June, hurry up. Uh, A couple pieces of legit North Carolina news, just uh, quick off-the-cuff things, both basketball-related. We learned on Monday that Anthony Harris, who you might remember is transferring, has committed to Rhode Island, where he will be a Ram and wear a light shade of blue. He found something he liked. He's sticking to it. That's right. You know it. Also, we learned uh, of Kerwin Walton has narrowed his list down to five schools. Texas Tech, Clemson, Oklahoma, Memphis, and Kansas State. Nothing really close to home back up in Minnesota. We got uh, a good bit of a Big 12 country there with Texas Tech, K-State, Oklahoma. Three of those five schools are Big 12. Memphis is essentially in that footprint, and then Clemson staying in that um, ACC, SEC footprint. So it'll be uh, interesting to see where Curtin lands. We Curtin? <laughs> where Kerwin land, lands, we will keep tabs on that. Also, it is Tuesday, and that means it's time for Tuesday Trivia. We know, as I reported yesterday on the show to you, that North Carolina is going to be one of the 16 regional hosts for the NCAA Baseball Tournament, which starts this coming weekend. And in fact, little teaser for later in the show, uh, the whole field, the selection show was revealed on Monday, so we'll unpack that more. But... (laughs) Here is today's Tuesday trivia question. Including this year, so the number is at least one, how many times has North Carolina hosted a baseball regional in the 2000s? So we're starting with the the 2000 spring season up through 2022. The answer to that coming up at the end of today's show. But as I alluded to in the cold open last week, 247 Sports put out a list on their Instagram just entitled top 10 coaches in college basketball. That's everything we had to go on in terms of of what this list was. They didn't talk about like 
what the parameters were for making this decision. So we'll get into that in a moment. But first, let me just give you the list of who those top 10 coaches are. I'll go in order from number one to number 10 as 247 ranked it. Number one, Bill Self, Kansas Jayhawks. Just won a national championship, his second. Okay, cool. Uh, Number two, John Calipari, Kentucky. Number three, Scott Drew, Baylor. Number four, Mark Few, Gonzaga. Number four, Tom Izzo, Michigan State. Number six, Tony Bennett, Virginia. Number seven, Eric Musselman, Arkansas. Number eight, Kelvin Sampson, Houston. Number nine, Hubert Davis, North Carolina. Curious. And number 10, John Shire from Duke? What in all of God's green goodness is that? We'll talk about it in just a second. Um, Okay, so there's the list of 10. Again, Bill Self, John Calipari, Scott Drew, Mark Few, Tom Izzo, Tony Bennett, Musselman, Kelvin Sampson, Hubert Davis, and John Shire. Now, obviously, the first question we have to list ask before we start attacking this list is what do they mean by it? Um, Is it included, intended to be the best recruiter, the best X's and O coach, the most successful in terms of regular season or conference tournament or NCAA tournament? What like or is it the whole package? Is it what this coach has done historically? Is it what they expect them to do just in this upcoming season? All it says, literally all it says uh, that we can go off of is the title, which again is top 10 coaches in college basketball. And so to me, that means all the intangibles of a coach, all those things I just named, success, how they've historically done, how they project to do this year, um, their, their recruiting, X's and O's. And I would put a premium on X's and O's based on this title, top 10 coaches. Um, also, I, I didn't say about how they handle a player. And so first off, as, as I said in the cold open, <clears throat> hand up, North Carolina guy, I don't think Hubert Davis should be on this list. This is the top 10 coaches in college basketball. And as great a first year as Hubert Davis had, he's only had one year as the head coach of a program. That's just frankly and simply too small a sample size. This could be a complete aberration where Carolina played well for essentially two months and had a great run, and then Hubert Davis never coaches well again. I I don't think that's going to be the case, but we don't know that right now. Um, It's just too small a sample size compared with all the phenomenal coaches out there with years and years and years under their belt. Now, while I have a disagreement with Hubert Davis being on this list. John Shire on this list is downright indefensible. It's egregious, it's absurd, and it's insane. How on earth can you put a coach on a list of the top 10 coaches in college basketball who has not coached a single game as the head coach of his team? Yes, John Shire has filled in a time or two for Mike Krzyzewski, but as the head coach of the Duke Blue Devils or any other program, he has not coached one game. And we're going to put him on a list of the 10 best coaches in all of college basketball. Yes, I can quibble and argue with the Hubert Davis uh, inclusion. There is no way that you can defend putting John Shire on this list. That is, wow, 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 wow. 
And I know this is clickbait, and that's all it is, off-season clickbait. But still, can we at least have some modicum of due diligence or, or <laughs> like, where's the accountability on this? Nowhere. It's not. And I, I listen, I respect 247 as part of CBS. I think they do a great job, but, ooh, ooh, that's painful. Now, uh, maybe you can make an argument for, hey, this is the top coaches right now not taking history um, into consideration. Even still, John Shire has not done anything other than he's recruited a good recruiting class. Great. I, I am incredulous. I am in disbelief at this decision. And, and hear me, this isn't a Duke Carolina thing. I don't think Hubert Davis should be on this list either. You heard me just say that a second ago. Because he's only coached, again, one season. Yes, it went well. But again, one season. Now, it's not just with Coach Davis and Coach Shire being on this list. I've got other beefs. For example, I don't think John Calipari should be number two on this list. I think he should be on this list somewhere for sure. But when I look up and down the names that are on this list... Yes, John Calipari, again, recruits at an extremely high level. And he's won a national championship. But give me, uh, of other names on this list, give me Tom Izzo above him. Give me Tony Bennett above him. Give me Scott Drew, Kelvin Sampson, and Mark Few all above John Calipari on this list. Again, he should be on it. Nowhere near where he is. Now, we haven't even begun to take into consideration the names that aren't on this top 10 list that I think should be at least under consideration, if not outright included. Give me Chris Beard on this list. Uh, what about Rick Barnes? What about Jim Laranega? What about Dana Altman at Oregon or Matt Painter at Purdue or Buzz Williams and everything he's done? What about on and on and on? So many names. But there's some I've left out, and this is what gets me most going. There are basketball Hall of Fame coaches left off this list in favor of people like Coach Davis and Coach Shire. Hall of Famers as coaches, not on this list. On the list of college basketball's top 10, what we assume are active coaches because it's all active coaches. For example, Bob Huggins. Hall of Fame coach, not on this list. Rick Pitino, Hall of Fame coach, not on this list. Let's take it a step further. Jim Beheim, sure, might not be a Hall of Famer yet. Leonard Hamilton might not be a Hall of Famer yet. But, but Beheim, let's include all his wins and not the ones that the NCAA stripped away. He has the second most wins in college basketball history behind Coach K. But he's not on this list. One of the greatest coaches and most winning coaches of all time. Who else is running a zone at that high a level? I just... This this list is just silly. It's just silly. And so, at the end of the day, for me, that, that's where this at. This list is either A, supremely flawed, or B, mistitled. And I'll give you either of those things. Uh... In its current state, where we don't have, there, there's no characteristics, or, or what, what are you looking for? What are you basing uh, this on? There's none of that. And so all I can go on is, 
is what you've titled it. And based on what the title is, it's just flat out wrong. Now, maybe you mistitled it 247 Sports. That's great, and that's fine. What title would you give this? Best Recruiter? If that's the case, sure, John Calipari should be number two, but Bruce Pearl should be on this list then too, and he's not. So whatever you got to do, 247 Sports, retract this and give me something better. And when you do, don't put Coach John Shire on this list yet. And don't put even Coach Hubert Davis on this list yet. Sure, maybe one day both of them will ascend way up high on this list, but that day is not today. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Okay. Let's all breathe a sigh of, uh, uh, of peace and patience. You know I'm a positive, I'm a happy guy and all that. And so I don't like to get all riled up. But when something's just this flat out wrong, you can't help but call it out. Well, let's move from talking about college basketball to college baseball. Yesterday on the show, I let you know that Carolina was going to be one of the 16th Uh, 16 top seeds, that means hosting a regional in the NCAA Baseball National Tournament. Um, And now the selection show was on Monday, and so I've got more specifics for you for Carolina, uh, who all will be in their region, what seed they got, all of that coming up in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest odds and sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals just around the corner, MLB scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Speaking of the NBA Finals, we are not too terribly far away from uh, the NBA draft. All sorts of big basketball stuff going on there. And so as you think about getting your daily digest of all the best sports content out there, I want to encourage you to check out Locked On Sports today. It gives you all the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the Locked On take of the day. This podcast is available on the Odyssey app or YouTube or anywhere else it is that you get podcasts. All right, now let's talk about baseball. Yes, North Carolina, as you well know, is on this ridiculous run right now that has launched them into the top of the sport, one of the top 16 seeds, and that is great news. Again, they've won 15 out of 17, including winning the uh, ACC tournament on Sunday. So that selection show aired at noon Eastern on Monday, yesterday on Memorial Day. And so now we know all about all 64 teams in the field. We know that NC State, goodness gracious, got left out as the last team out of the field. That is painful for them. But we also know so who all is in Carolina's pod, what their seed is, and who Carolina would likely play if they were uh, fortunate enough to advance to a super regional. So let's unpack that. The top eight seeds are number one, Tennessee, number two, Stanford, 
three Oregon State, four Virginia Tech, five Texas A&M, six Miami, seven Oklahoma State, and eight East Carolina. So those would be your eight super regional hosts, assuming they make it out of their uh, out of their regionals, which is no gimme, um, but typically does happen as those national seeds. Now, uh, North Carolina uh, moved all the way up to the 10 seed, and so they are your number 10 national seed, and if you just have bracket math running in your head because you're a March Madness junkie, you know that as the 10 seed, that means that um, things in a 16-team seeded thing, the two seeds have to add up to 17. So if Carolina is the 10, that means they would play the seven. And that, as a reminder from what I just said, would be Oklahoma State. And so we will get there in just a moment. So uh, the other three teams joining North Carolina in the Chapel Hill Regional of the 2022 NCAA Baseball Tournament are Hofstra out of the Colonial Athletic Association, VCU out of the A-10, and your national uh, uh, football, your football reigning national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs out of the SEC, obviously would be the most difficult opponent for the Tar Heels. So here's the schedule for you. You've got all four of those teams. Uh, if you're unaware how these regionals work, it is a double elimination tournament. So both uh, games will take place. The They seed all four teams. Hofstra's the four, so Carolina will play them as the one seed. And then VCU and Georgia will square off as the two and three seed. Um, and so that will take place on Friday. Carolina hosts Hofstra at two on ESPN plus two Eastern time. That is make sure you tune in and then VCU and Georgia square off later on Friday night on Saturday. The two winners will play and the two losers will play as you would imagine in a double elimination tournament. The loser of the loser game is done. They go home. They're done for the year. And then the winner of the loser game plays the loser of the winners game. Loser of that game is done and gone. And then uh, your your winners will square off um, for uh, advancing to the Super Regional. If the team coming out of the loser's bracket wins, then they would play a, a one more game, which is a winner-take-all. If the team coming out of the winner's bracket wins that game, uh, then that's all you need, and you're moving on to the Super Regional. So obviously, for Carolina, they want to get uh, stay in that winner's bracket Um that way you, you preserve some pitching and, and do all of those things as you move along. Now, in terms of who Carolina would play, I've already said um, Oklahoma State is on the other side of the bracket, but it's not a gimme that they will make it out. And so the other teams in the Stillwater region are Missouri State out of the Missouri Valley Conference, Arkansas obviously out of the SEC, and then Grand Canyon coming out of the West. And so uh, obviously Arkansas is always a tough out in college baseball. Missouri State uh, is a perennial, perennially strong mid-major team. And so um, who knows? And the Grand Canyon is this up-and-comer university in all sorts of sports, just shelling money out left and right. And so uh, we will see there. Should Carolina and Oklahoma State both win their regionals, the Tar Heels would advance next weekend to play a best two out of three in Stillwater with the winners, uh, the winner to advance to the College World Series in Omaha. And that would be pretty stinking rad. So go Heels. You got this. You can do it. Just keep on riding this momentum. And that's a big question. You know, now you got this week layoff. Can uh, that, that often hurts a team that has been rolling. And so 
Coach Scott Forbes is going to have to find a way to keep um, his guys um, tight and focused, not tight um, in terms of like tight versus loose, but just tight knit and focused and ready to go. Thankfully, they're going to be at home and uh, that that is a big win there. Uh, but nobody's coming from too far away and so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Well, um, we talked about Georgia as the reigning national football champions of the NCAA. And uh, speaking of football, I want to give you some lines for week one. Bet Online has actually gone ahead and put out their, their lines for week one games. And so we're going to unpack a little bit of some football here in just a moment. But first, here's a couple ads for you. All right, as I said, one of our sponsors, Bet Online, who's in fact sponsor of today's show, you heard uh, that promo just a, a little couple minutes ago, has put out lines, their, their um, betting lines and the over-under for week one games of college football. If you've been paying attention, you know that Carolina has these... Um, under Mac Brown now, who is now your scheduler, um, we've kind of gone past the scheduling system of the previous regime, and so now the schedule will reflect how Mac Brown likes to put a football schedule together. And so a little bit of a slower start into the year, which is nice as you're trying to figure out who your quarterback's going to be. And so these first three games, Florida A&M, but then at Appalachian State and then at Georgia State before launching into more difficult games following that. And so um, the Florida A&M game is actually a week zero game, so it's not included in these week one lines. But you would think, hey, if we got week one lines, we got week zero lines, right? Yes, we do. However, Florida A&M isn't FBS. They're in the FCS and so Bet Online is only putting out week zero games for uh, matchups between two FBS opponents, which this isn't. So we don't have a line for North Carolina hosting Florida AM. However, you gotta imagine hosting an FCS opponent at home since you're hosting. Uh, things should go well for the Tar Heels, and I expect eventually there will be a line that obviously comes out. Uh, you expect the Tar Heels to probably be favored by two touchdowns uh, or so. It's it's just hard to know um, how Vegas and others will evaluate Carolina given all the unknowns, particularly at the quarterback position. But as we get into that week one game, um, been saying it and I'm going to continue to say it, do not overlook uh, Appalachian State. They are perennially tough team, um, one that Carolina has had their own difficulties with. Not to mention that this game is on the road in Boone, North Carolina uh, to play App State there. And so when we look at the bet online odds for this game, they do have Carolina favored, but only by three points, just by a field goal. And so uh, they recognize, hey, the Tar Heels are heading into enemy territory. They're bringing in a new defensive scheme. They're probably maybe still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. You know, in this FCS game in week zero, they might have given both guys a shot um, in, in Chris Well and May. Maybe not. Maybe they go ahead and name somebody and that's just like who, that's who we're going with. But at this point, um, Bet Online is, is willing to say, uh, yeah, we think Carolina is going to do that, but on the road, um, some inexperience, some unknowns. We're only going to favor the Tar Heels 
by three. So not much, not much. I've also seen that line at, at other sports betting um, sites, which I won't name them because they're not paying us money like Bet Online is. But I've seen the line as high right now as uh, Tar Heels favored by three and a half. I've seen it as low as the Tar Heels favored by two and a half. So either way, Carolina's favored, and that is the expectation there. Now, uh, Bet Online also has an over under for this game. They've set that at 57. And, you know, if you follow things logically, Carolina favored by three, you, you divide 57 in half. You got 28 and a half points basically for each team. Am I doing that quick math right in my head? I'm going to add this up. Uh, right now just to make sure I'm not crazy. Yeah, 28 and a half. See, I'm good at stuff. Um, and so that is the number there. And so Carolina favored by three, you know, you're looking at a little bit of a, a separation there. Um, the other way, Carolina, you know, 30 to, to 27 um, for App State. That would be um, what that three-point spread would be. And so if you look at, man, I mean, think about Carolina going on the road to start last season at Virginia Tech. And I know that's a little bit of a, a different thing, but that's with Sam Howe. Uh, Carolina didn't sniff 30 points in their um, road opener last year. Now think about that with uh, an untested quarterback in his first game. And so um, that, uh, to me, that, that over-under is high, given this context, given what's going on. Now, I'm, listen, I get jacked up and messed up on these things all the time, and so who knows. But if you're asking me, I'm going to take the under if it's over under 57 because um, I, I just don't think the Tar Heels are going to get there, but I do think their defense is going to do enough to keep them in the game so they win it. Um, but So I think both teams are going to be you know, down in the 20s uh, for this one, yeah, which just wouldn't reach in, in the lower 20s, which just doesn't reach 57. But I am going to take Carolina by those three points. I, I think they can cover that, and I would see them winning by about a touchdown um, or so, which would definitely cover those three. So give me those three points for the Tar Heels, but give me the under as well to beat App State on the road there in Boone. Now, we get to the end of today's show, and I've got to give you the answer to today's Trivia Tuesday question. As a reminder, the question is this. Including this year, how many times has North Carolina hosted the NCAA College Baseball Tournament Regional, which means one of 16 regional sites um, in the 2000s? So the 2000 season through the 2022 season. Keeping in mind, there was no 2020. Thanks, COVID. Uh, you ready? Let's add it up together. Uh, we'll start the furthest way and work our way up to today. 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009. Yeah, that's a run. 2011, 2012, 13, 17, 18, 19, and 22. That's 11 times in the 2000s that the Tar Heels have hosted an NCAA regional. That is an extraordinary run, uh, especially when you consider that 2020 didn't happen, and so you take that out. And Carolina's like right at that. They've hosted a regional in half of the 2000s, um, just right in that range. And so that is incredibly impressive. 
um, for Coach Fox's team and now Coach Forbes' team as well. What a run there. Would love to see them continue to rise back to that national prominence and ultimately bring home a national championship. Get out of here, Oregon State. We're all still mad at you. But that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for joining me on a Tuesday. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Coach Pat Kilby joins me. We're going to start breaking down the games of the incoming freshmen. And tomorrow, it's Jalen Washington. Can't wait to have that conversation. Thanks again so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please go subscribe anywhere you listen or watch podcasts. And for those of you that are watching, if you would, smash that like button, leave a comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts on some of today's conversation. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnHeels. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Go do it right now. And then, since you've made this your first listen of the day, I want to encourage you to make the uh, Locked On NBA Big Boards podcast your second listen of the day. This foursome, Rafael Barlow and the guys, give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, latest player rankings, mock drafts, and of course, big boards. So follow the Locked On NBA Big Board Show and listen to it every day on the Odyssey app or watch it on YouTube anywhere else you get podcasts. Thanks so much for spending part of your Tuesday hanging out with me, talking all this variety of sports. I love it. It's so cool that the Tar Heels are great at so many things because then we get to talk basketball. We get to talk baseball. We get to talk football. Yesterday, women's lacrosse, all this great stuff. I love it. And you know what? It's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.